Are you reading and hearing all sorts of conflicting information about AI, artificial intelligence, and wondering what impact that might have on you? Well, welcome to AI for Creatives, a podcast by creatives for creatives, connecting you to the world of AI, Web3, blockchain, and beyond. Join our hosts, Camila Sanders and Nova Lorraine, as we explore new ways AI empowers creatives and highlight leading industry innovators utilizing amazing new tools to pave the way for our future. Get inspired and educated by fellow creatives revolutionizing the industry and exemplifying new ways to gain creative independence and sovereignty. We aim to preserve humanity in this fast evolving digital world and creatives are a powerful force to do that. Be a part of the conversation as we take the reins of AI and shape a positive narrative for our future. Welcome to another episode of AI for Creatives, where we look at the intersection of art, technology, and humanity. I'm Nova Lorraine, one of your co-hosts, and I'm here at my lovely co-host, Camila Sanders. Yes. So Camila, you know that we start off with what we are up to, um, but I do want to clue our listeners in, in terms of what we'll be covering for Today's episode, and drumroll please, we're going to be talking about the must-know AI trends, at least the 10 must-know AI trends for 2024. And I'm really excited to do a deep dive. This year is going to be a fabulous year. I'm sure there'll be the roller coaster ride as usual, but I'm really excited about 2024. So I'm also thrilled that we get to look at 2024 through the perspective of AI. And just want to get your thoughts on it. Are you scared? Are you excited? (laughs) You know, I am always excited. (laughs) I I am always excited about it. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, cool. Well, let's jump back to what we both have been up to. Why don't you kick it off? Yeah, so I agree with you that 2024 is going to be a fabulous year, (laughs) not only for us, but also for everyone that's listening, (laughs) which means that if you know somebody that you care about that's not listening, make sure you forward it to them. (laughs) That's right. I just said it's going to be a great year for all of us. Um, We're putting that out there. (laughs) We're putting it out there. So you know that I've been doing uh, strategy workshops, which I actually did a second one. I'll probably do another one because I have a lot of people that I work with internationally and, Mm -hmm. you know, the times can be all over the place. Um, So it's really exciting to see that people are excited about getting an action plan to make an impact on the world. Mm. And, and it's great to like hear people just be like, oh, okay, I need this or have questions or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's also always wonderful to sew into people. And that's why we're here on the podcast too. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember last year, year ago, two ago. I don't know. Time flies. Mm-hmm. But I was talking about a group coaching program called um, Impact Accelerator, Mm -hmm. where I help people and we talk about building a strategy, but you know, we also talk about mindset and self-awareness because a lot of times when I get on these calls, it's not just about the tactics. It's about that whole journey that you go through 
when you're starting a project or you're becoming an entrepreneur or you're trying to figure out like what clients to work with and mm-hmm. and really discovering about yourself. So I'm excited. I'm planning to, you know, kind of start that back up again okay. uh, and take Sweet. on another cohort. So yes. that I'm super excited about transformation. Oh, this is the year, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. You know what? That's interesting. I was communicating with a friend this morning and I said, what are you up to? And she said, I'm transforming. And I was like, Ooh, yes, I love that. So it's in the air. It's definitely in the air. And that's what Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network is all about. It's all about transformation and helping people get there. And we know part of that is this digital world that we're in and how do we continue to evolve and transform as the world around us changes and shifts. And that's one of the reasons why we decided to bring this podcast forward is to specifically talk about technology or other shows. We have Crypto for Creatives as well, which is amazing. So definitely check that out. We have a book club podcast, Tuesday's Book Club, which is transformational books that will change your life. So check that out as well. And of course, Unleash Your Supernova. Let's go, let's go. (laughs) So I love this cohort and I'm really happy that you're recruiting for another group of individuals. How do they even find out about this? How are you getting the word out besides, you know, and please share, like, how can people find out? How can they share it with their communities? I'm sure you can go to impactaccelerator.global. And that's where all the information will be about the cohort. Nice. Yeah. And I do, I mean, I'm involved in a lot of different communities. So of course Mm -hmm. I always, you know, you can follow me on social, like at Kevin Award on Instagram, K-I-V-A-N-O-I-R, or on LinkedIn, which is Camila Sanders, K-A-M-I-L-A-H-S-A-N-D-E-R-S. I'm sure I'll be posting about it soon, but usually I'm, I'm involved in a lot of communities and different groups, so I, I like to okay. share uh, within those groups too. So Amazing. Nice, nice. So in terms of me, I would say two things are top of mind. One is the book that I'm working on um, that's been consuming a lot of my time and mental space. So that's the jockey on the horse, staying ahead in the age of AI. And yeah, just I'm really, really, really excited to get it out. I just need to just finish the final edits. And, you know, it's always the the details that kind of slow things down. So really want to help empower people to take action and define direction and calmness, you know, as we sort of walk through the digital storm. And yeah, so that's one thing. Um, the other I, other thing is a result of me being a creator and fashion designer using emerging technologies such as AI. I was selected as an SDG ambassador, uh, thanks to Bit Basel. So thank you, Bit Basel and Scarlett especially, um, for recognizing my work and my art. And uh, the both co-founders of Bit Basel and their team has selected me to be one of 22 SDG ambassadors and artists that are part of a collective of 222 artists that will have our work. Um, included in the Luna Prize Museum and preserved and sent to the moon. And so um, this is a project by Space Blue 
And you can get more information uh, if you go to spaceblue.club. And if you're interested in art, interested in space and how those two things are coming together, definitely check out, you know, Space Blue, Bit Basel. And of course, you can follow me on socials at Nova Lorraine, um, LinkedIn, Twitter, The Real Nova Lorraine on IG, as well as TikTok and Pinterest. So yeah, I'm really excited about those two things. There's always a lot cooking on my side. So um, I'll share about more projects in the coming weeks. But those same things are taking up a lot of creative and mental space and just really excited about it. Right now we're looking at the lunar launch taking place in mid-February. So stay tuned um, as those dates get confirmed. So that's what I've been up to. And you know, really excited to have our readership, our readership, our listenership continue to grow. Um, we're ranking in several countries. And one of the surprise countries was New Zealand. And so that was cool to see. But yeah, we're climbing up the podcast charts. And I'm glad to see that we're we're making an impact in AI and technology, art and humanity. So yeah. So on to our show. I know our listeners are anxiously waiting on what are these trends? <laughs> We've been waiting. Tell us about the trends. So we have 10 that we talked about, 10 must know trends. And I'm going to start with multimodal AI. And people are probably wondering, what the heck is that if you're not in the AI space? Multimodal AI, which is combining multiple input types like text, images, and sound together to mimic human sensory processing. So if you've been following the news and the headlines and not have started using generative AI specifically, um, you know there's a thing called ChatGPT. And there's something called Dolly and Midjourney. These are three tools that have been in the headlines a lot. So I'll just start there. And ChatGPT is a text-to-text modal and um, uses a text-to-text modal. And Dolly and Midjourney are text-to-image. And so there are specific models that just focus on sound. We have those that are coming out that are mimicking smell. And so where we're going is a, a combination of these tools coming together. ChatGPT4, the upgrade, is a perfect example where you can use text to also get images and to also get text back. We have Google that just released their model that also you can talk to and will give you, it will interpret what you're showing it, like if you upload an image or a text or sound, and it will interpret back to you via voice what it's interpreting and reading. And so you can have this two-way conversation, voice conversation. And there are many other ways that we're going to see these tools coming together, especially as we look at the advancements around image to image, image to video, text to video. I mean, really mind-blowing stuff. Yeah. And I'm just thinking like, I mean, it's really cool the tools that are out now and what we can do now. And I'm, I'm always way in the future thinking of what are the implications of having AI that can take text and image and sound and all these different inputs and analyze it and decide on what to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, um, 
One application I think I've heard of is like if you think of self-driving cars Mm. and if, you know, a person when they're driving, they're looking at the red lights, they're reading the signs, they're seeing how the other cars are moving and they're they're reacting to that, right? And so this technology is going to help advance, you know, whatever we have coming up, whether it's self-driving cars or even I'm thinking in sort of in the medical, because I'm trying to like, how do we apply this to creatives, right? The first thing I think of that's more sensory is events, right? Mm -hmm. And I do a lot of events. And so what if there was some type of AI that can, because what I'm doing when I do events, because I do event management, I'm monitoring the room and I'm seeing how people are reacting, whether people are sitting or standing or moving or uncomfortable, or there's food that needs to be put out. You know, there's all these different inputs. And what if there was, you know, some AI that did that, but then maybe also AI that can predict looking at someone's face, whether they're having a medical emergency or something like that in a public place. Mm. So there's so many different implications for this multimodal AI that could happen. Absolutely. I mean, healthcare is a great industry where it can really help advance diagnoses and, and, you know, bringing it back to the creative side, you know, looking at fashion and retail and incorporating the image to image, image to video, text to text all in one and being able to interpret an individual's body metrics as they're standing in front of the mirror. The mirror then shows them various outfits that they're recommending based on some data that the customer standing in front of the mirror had inputted into the mirror. And then now the customer can have a conversation with the smart mirror <laughs> in terms of what it's, you know, around the data and the, and the, you know, the goals and desires of the customer. And now the customer can see these looks in real time on their body in the mirror based on their, on what they want, what they want to achieve and the information, the personal information that was inputted in the mirror. And I think that would take the retail experience to the next level. Like think about the times that you're in the dressing room and you're trying something on and you want another opinion. And so you step outside hoping that, you know, there might be the store rep there or even a a friendly stranger that could say, hey, what do you think, right? And you can now have this, not, not discouraging those interactions, but you could have additional information on how you can optimize your looks while shopping in store. So those are some examples. And, you know, to readily test out one of these, you know, multimodal systems, check out Google's Gemini and, of course, OpenAI's ChatGPT. T4, just a starting point, definitely not the end, but we're going to continue to see more of these coming out and more use cases as well. So let's jump to number two. Number two, we have agentic AI. AI agents exhibiting autonomy and proactivity going beyond just responding to user inputs. I'm I'm feeling matrix a little bit here. Um, That's what that reminds me of. So AI agents going beyond just us giving it input. How are you interpreting that, Camilla? Huh. (laughs) Well, it's it's kind of the same thing, right? Is that it's able to make decisions and adapt, right? Mm. To what's happening around it. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of like... um, 
you know, if, you know, we talked a while ago about having like a personal assistant that is going to, it's not going to just going to do what you tell it to do, but it's going to analyze that information and say, well, now that you have to do this at this time, you should probably do this other thing, you know? So right. <laughs> sounds, you know, I'm always optimistic. So <laughs> it sounds like, um, you know, AI wants to help us. <laughs> right. I could also see this with not just our virtual AI agents, but the technology being used within robots, right? And I do feel this is the year of robots in terms of making its way more into our daily lives, uh, consciousness, our reality, and not just the cool videos that we're seeing online. And where if you're not home, you have this robot that's monitoring your environment. And let's just say there's um, there's a spike in carbon monoxide in your home and the agent, virtual or robot, notifies in, you know, a, your utility company or you and or someone else about this danger. And then there's an action, like you said, that can take place where it's able to now mitigate the area, maybe the door locks to close off that particular room if the spike was in that particular room, you know, as an example, you know, looking at the, from an environmental use case, these AI agents being really effective around forest fires. We've seen the rise in, in fires across the world, you know, especially in the Western region of the US. And what if we were able to use this technology to decrease the da the damage that's done with these forest fires. And so if this happens, you know, sprinklers go off or the fire trucks are called, like, you know, creating prevention much earlier than what's happening now, you know, as a specific example. And then, you know, looking at shopping, <laughs> right? Um, and you can have your AI agent do your grocery shopping online and it has access to your payment system, your preferences. Um, it also has access to the, you know, the groceries that are currently in the refrigerator and it's now communicating that with your local grocer and then groceries show up at your door, you know. So these are some things that are, are very real possibilities when we're looking at the agentic AI and use cases. So moving on to number three, we have open source AI. So developers building on top of publicly available AI, encouraging collaboration and reducing costs. So what do you think about open AI and not uh, open source? Let me, let me not confuse yeah. our, our listeners, open source AI. <laughs> yeah. So this is like, you know, chat GPT or things like that, where people can actually access it. Everyday people can access it or people that are into coding or tech or whatever else. So I'm super excited about it because it, it is what is going to like proliferate everything that we do. Right. Right. Um, and I think that this goes back to like some of the tools that we're, that we always talk about, or just, you know, creatives using tools like chat GPT, like all these things, because they're open source, any company can uh, integrate this into what they're doing. Any person can create an AI tool, right. right. Or just use an AI tool. So, Super excited about this. I think that this is what, you know, changes everything. I mean, 
I was having whole conversations with <laughs> with AI yesterday, uh, brainstorming about a project. So, you know, and anyone can do it. It's not, I'm not anyone special to do it, right? I'm not anyone, I didn't even have to pay to get access to it. So I think yeah. it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think it's what one is going to be the reason why this technology advances so quickly is because you have so many hands that can add ingredients into the pot and make a much better soup, right? Or 20 different varieties of soup or a hundred different varieties of soup and, you know, giving access to the ingredients. How I see it is open source. Think about it as a cook in the kitchen and open source re- represents your spices in your cabinet and anyone can come into the kitchen and take the spices and create their own soup or recipe or what have you. And then as you do that and more people use it, more ideas are generated, more products are created, more problems are solved, and it continues to, the cycle continues to repeat itself and continue to also increase in terms of capability. And so um, we're going to continue to see more opportunities around open source AI. So moving on, number four, retrieval augmented generation. Well, what's that? It is combining text generation with information retrieval to enhance AI content accuracy. I'm going to repeat that because this has been a problem hallucination last year, all last year. It's combining text generation with information retrieval to enhance AI content accuracy. All right, Camilla, you jump in. Yeah. So basically, instead of taking all the data that AI has and generating that information, it's able to pull outside information to have things be more accurate. And, you know, I think we all are concerned. We always say like double check, you know, just because you get something from AI doesn't mean that it's true. Double check. And so and then, you know, a great use case of this. And I think, you know, every If you have a business, you probably are slightly thinking about how do you handle customer inquiries. And a big thing for this is chatbots, right? Mm -hmm. And I think chatbots have gotten really good, comparatively speaking, because they used to be really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But with AI, they're good. But now it's even better because it's able to take even more information that it didn't have previously or that's not built into it to answer people's questions. I love that. Yes. And ditto, ditto. I think it definitely helps solve a big issue that people had with the AI in terms of information being spit out that's inaccurate. And if you don't do this already, please do, you know, as you're prompting your platform, whatever tool you're using as as it relates to getting data and information, ask it to double check its work. Ask it to be accurate from the onset. Ask it to provide sources. And that's going to also help clean up the information that you're getting if it was not 100% accurate in the beginning. But the ability for the for this to happen, more, you know, is a huge leap forward as opposed to, oh, well, what do I do with this information? Now you can work with the tools to get more accurate information. So on to number five, <laughs> customize enterprise generative AI models, smaller domain specific AI models tailored for specific business needs. Yeah, I just, I think this is, I mean, it's, it's again, it's like just getting that customization. So like no matter what industry you're in and you think about the creative in- industry. So if you're a musician or you're a graphic designer or you're someone that works 
in accounting for creatives or, you know, whatever it is, being able to create AI models that are very specific to your industry and what you need for your specific business. That's right. And, you know, I think open AI and ChatGPT's launch of their new AI app store is another perfect use case where we're going to see these smaller models come up and ideas around a specific problem for that industry and and the AI being created specifically for that. You know, I had a friend reach out to me this morning saying, hey, I'm in the beauty industry and I need help with XYZ. Do you know of any existing tools right now that will help me in this specific industry with this specific task? And and if there aren't those tools, guess what? That's an opportunity you know, for it to be created because more and more people want a more personalized, customized experience with the AI tools and not just working with the billions and trillions of data points that the main large model was trained on. So that's super exciting. Um, There are some specific tools for the communications industry that I think is going to just turn it on its head, which is Copilot being one, Cometrics being another. These are examples of companies that have taken the technology and drilled it down for a specific niche within a specific industry. So love that. We're just going to continue to see more of more of that. And now moving on to number six, growing need for AI talent. Rising demand for professionals skilled in AI and machine learning, especially in machine learning operations. So I don't know if that's such a huge surprise, but I think we're going to see a more aggressive recruitment for talent in AI and search and training talent in AI. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, like prompt engineers, anytime, and we, you know, we kind of talked about this uh, really specifically in other episodes, you know, go listen to some of the episodes where we talked about jobs and integrating AI in, into your jobs or the type of jobs that are going to be available or are currently available that relate to AI. So it's opening up an entire new industry or just, you know, people need more. People need more people that know about these different tools. Absolutely. I mean, even in a recent conversation I had with a speakers bureau, they're scrambling for individuals that have actual hands-on experience with AI that can talk about AI. And that's one specific industry, right? So when most people think of talent, they think of the technical side of things. They're not necessarily thinking of the all of the side impact that the technology has and the talent to be able to, you know, help push this forward and guide individuals, you know. So speakers bureaus, recruiters, you're going to have, as you mentioned, your prompt engineers. If we just look at the fashion industry in and of itself, looking at upskilled talent to work with the AI for generating trends, designs, storyboards, messaging, like all of these things. And that's specific within the fashion industry. And I think that's exciting because there's obviously a lot of fear around AI and what it can do. And with the hiring of talent, we're now looking at the jobs it's creating. And 
I've been in discussions around a multitude of companies that have let go a good percentage of their teams, replacing them with automation. Well, I want to hear about those that are hiring new talent, hiring new roles and new positions to create opportunities to help offset, you know, the disruption that we're seeing with the technology. So this is something that's a big check for me on the trends list. Which brings us to number seven, which I kind of chuckle a little bit about this. And I'll tell you why, um, because we're talking about jobs, right? But number seven is shadow AI, the use of AI within organizations without explicit IT approval, raising security and compliance concerns. So you know how we talk about jobs and we're like, make sure you learn AI so you can be effective in your job and also so that you can be more hireable and be promotable because companies are going to expect you to learn AI. Well, I'm sure this is happening now that employees are using AI. They're just Mm -hmm. not telling anyone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like, oh, I need to do this report. I need to write this letter. I need to send this email. Like uh, people are already doing this. (laughs) And so... So they're, I'm sure they're like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to figure out a shortcut. I'm going to figure out a way to do this. Why should I do this, you know, craft this email? It's going to take me hours to do. Let me just ask ChatGPT to do it. Yeah. And so we talked about the need, the accuracy of these things. And so it co- becomes a problem when employees are doing things and maybe they're sending things that are not accurate. Maybe they created an article and didn't have the right references. Mm. And then you put that out into the world. And of course you get the backlash because they're like, oh, well, this isn't cited, right? This isn't, did you even check this? You know, so I think it it turns the coin on the other side where it's mm-hmm. like companies, if you're not talking about AI and what, what the different policies and procedures are or how you want employees to use it or not use it, then that's a problem too on that side. 100%. I think that's a great lead into number eight in terms of must know trends is generative AI reality check. Organizations reassessing the integration of generative AI and confronting its limitations. And it's not just businesses that have to deal with the shadow AI. You know, universities, high schools, middle schools are trying to figure out how to deal with this as well. And having that reality check to say, hey, this is accessible. Individuals are using it. What policy do we want to put in place? How do we empower our students? How do we empower our employees? And also, let's look at its limits. You know, like, let's confront it. Let's talk about it. You know, if it may be hallucination or may it be job loss or whatever. And Let's create a plan around it. So I just think now that we see the impact continuing to roll out and create those ripple effects, these conversations are happening more frequently because they have to. And so that leads us to trend number nine, increased attention to AI ethics and security risks, right? Like I think we just touched on that. Those two last trends definitely impact the need for this. Um, Focus on transparency, fairness, and mitigating the misuse of AI. Um, I think that speaks to itself. And then number 10, evolving AI regulation, shifting compliance requirements, influencing global AI development strategies. 
Absolutely. So, you know, every few months I start to see, you know, some new regulation or some different compliance that is starting to come out or people, our governments are talking about how to address AI Mm -hmm. and especially when it comes to AI ethics. So, Mm -hmm. you know, number nine and number 10, like within your organization or just yourself, are you thinking about the ethical implications of what you're using or are you just diving in and not thinking about it? And I remember in a previous episode that we said, hey, you have to be aware mm-hmm. of what's going on and how AI can maybe have certain biases mm-hmm. or biases because if your company or someone that you know or you are even using AI, are you aware enough to know that this is not exactly ethical or it's not producing the, the outcome that is beneficial to a large number of people? Absolutely. To everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And also just pointing out when you're using AI, just something that simple. You know, we're seeing the regulations go back and forth around copyright laws. We're seeing companies like TikTok and YouTube sharing with their creators to be transparent when they're using AI, but then also building on the back end the ability to detect when AI is being used. And so these are efforts, you know, beyond our governments. You know, Europe has taken a very proactive stance in terms of creating laws and regulation. We've seen our own government also put forward and some strategies around being more ethical and transparent as it as it comes to AI. And it's going to continue and it needs to. And so Yes, we're excited about AI, but again, just like one of our trends stated, we need to be very, very clear and aware of the limitations. And some of those limitations include a direct impact, possibly our well-being, our financial sustainability as individuals, and how can we outweigh those? How can we get ahead of those and use the technology to do that? Start having these conversations across race, across gender, across ideals, and say, we're doing this for the good of humanity. How do we come together to ideate and create strategies that we can impact today, solutions that we can put in place today? So that rounds up our our 10 must-know AI trends for 2024. There's a lot more, but we wanted to at least start you with that to get you on the right track for 2024. Please reach out to us if you would like us to cover any topics that you have a specific interest in. You can reach us via the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network, and that's Kangaroo with a U. And I'm going to turn the mic to you, Camilla. Any last words? No, I mean, I think that that was a really good summary. And you're thinking, you know, the last comment that you made, it made me think, oh, we should do an episode on intellectual property and AI, right? Because <laughs> that's yeah. such a huge topic with creatives, right? Is that, you know, we're talking about regulations and things like that. Like, what are the different regulations that are happening that are going to protect creatives? That's right. As far as, you know, intellectual property. So, Super excited about yeah. this year. It's going to be fabulous. It's going to be transformational. Transformational. But <laughs> you're going to stay ahead by listening to this podcast. That's right. That's right. And again, this is your co-host, Nova Lorraine. This is Camila Sanders. And this is AI for Creatives, brought to you exclusively by the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network. 
Thank you. Ta-ta. Bye.